Welcome to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most of the places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You'd mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Bobby McFerrin. I use the audience as my color palette, my instrument. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 250. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you in a nice cloudy day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Copper the Wonder Gold and I just got back from our first meeting at K9 Inspired Change's new headquarters at the Wilder Center in St. Paul, and it was awesome. A lot of good with dogs going to be coming out of that place. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Folks were shocked to see the broken tack guitar brought back from the dead with glue and tape, but she's hanging in there. Friday, I played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. was a scorcher outside, but folks enjoyed it. Bummed to hear my friend Cindy is no longer there. The rest of the weekend shows were canceled because of the rain that never happened, and that sucks. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, July 29th, 2020, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Friday, July 31st, I'll be playing a solo show at Volstead in Egan, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and I will be rocking out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota from 5 to 9 p.m. It's part two of two with owner of Skyland Productions and vocalist for The Blenders, Darren Rust. We talk The Blenders' new song, One More Song, his influences, and the future of the Christmas shows, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Correcting, do you do when you're meshing together all these vocalists and vocal parts? Well, on lead vocals, more on background vocals, less. Background vocals, when you stack them, and if you're not familiar with stacking, it's when you take somebody's part and you sing it twice or three times. Sometimes we used to do three times. Um, the blenders would make these really large vocal recordings by tripling each part. So if you sang the baritone, you sang 
three times. You, you keep all, all of them and you pan them around and you get this sort of wrap around you sound. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you sing it three separate times, right. three separate clean good takes. Three like separate three keepers. Takes. Yes. And then and they, you pan it. And then you pan it around and you get this massive sound. You know, it's not a choir because it's the same person. Choirs are different in the sense that you have multiple people singing the same part, but they're different voice and different timbres. That creates a much different sound. But when like four or five people stack their part, it's it's a stacked sound. It's just bigger and wider, you know. Uh, but we've since stopped tripling and we've gone to a double standard background vocal doubling because the um, with pitch correction now you're able to get each get two parts closer one of the things that tripling allowed you to do in fact one of the blenders albums we quadrupled i'm not sure why i, I don't know what i was on but <laughs> so we say all the backgrounds were sung four times so you were able to kind of really throw it around but the idea behind that is you get sort of a, a there's when you have pitch shifting going on they tend to shift so that they sort of average and back in the day when people weren't so worried about being pitch perfect the stacking sound would sort of level the center of the pitch a little bit in your ear so um but now we can pitch correct and we can create we can be much closer to the pitch and then just doubling gives us all we need, you know, gives us a cleaner sound. Um, it's less work, you know, it doesn't take as much time. Um, and I'm starting to favor a less stacked sound. In fact, I've even, we used to use equal volume in these doubles, you know, but now I sometimes will shift a little bit, use one of the, like the first take and then the lo the second take maybe, a little lower and a little more to the side or something. Oh, wow. And that way you still have a stacked sound, but it's not so dominating in your ear, you know, and because what can happen is you, especially when you use pitch correction is you get phase cancellation. And what that means is that as your, as your waveform is going, you can get two waveforms doing opposite things. They can be that close, but the waveform is just, opposite and they start disappearing not completely but just certain frequency ranges will sort of disappear and that's sort of the downfall of pitch correcting your background so i tend to do it less okay on the backgrounds. but lead vocals you can we we tend to try to get those exactly the way we want it you get the best take you can and then you kind of tweak it a little bit and then it comes across just right because you don't we typically aren't stacking lead vocals at least in the verse yeah, do you take more like, let's say you're singing a verse, would you rather have it like the singers sing it like three times, and what I do, and then like if I flub a note, slide one down from a different take, or would you rather just have the, a, a kind of a good take, good feel, good vocal sound, and then pick, pitch correct it? Well, that depends on the, the skill set or the skill level of the singer. Um, if you have an accomplished singer... And they are really good. They just have natural pitch and rhythm, and they just got all this mojo. I'll just let them sing. You know, let's just uh, let you sing down a verse and chorus. Sometimes if they're really good, I'll say, just sing the song. Just sing it down because you know it. You you got it down. And 
and then maybe do another one or two or three takes, and then you can pick the actions. But as you go down in skill level, maybe someone's not quite as comfortable doing that. Maybe they don't know the song yet, which is most of the time the case. People just don't know the song yet that well. So we take sections, maybe just a verse. Let's just work on verses um, and sing through. But then you then you get to people who are very uncomfortable. They're they're inexperienced. You have to literally take little pieces at a time. Give me this much. Let's get this really good, and then let's go on from there. You know, um, and it depends. You know, it's, it depends on the workflow. You know, if someone, if you let someone sing a sing a pass down or a verse and a chorus, and it every time they do it, it's just not very good. They need some instruction. Like, okay, let's just focus on this. Let me help you get this far. And once we feel good about that, let's move on to the next thing. So that's kind of, you know, what we do. Sure wanted to try out the 45th Parallel Martini Monday. They do the classic lemon drop. The recipe is 30 milliliters of 45th Parallel Vodka and 60 milliliters of Madison Avenue Limoncello. And you are in business. 45th Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened their doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka to producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy, slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 45thParalleldistillery.com for hours and more information. So you're looking for quality alcoholic beverage to enjoy while listening to your favorite local musicians? Try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. So this spring, you came out with another person that passed away, a famous musician. I remember I was at a friend's house in Hastings, and it was during the COVID time, and I was their family of mine, so I went down to visit, and I knew I shouldn't have, but I was down there trying to go to sleep, and I was on the phone, and I'm not sure if I was on somebody's page, and I saw this this video go by, and it was actually the first one I saw before everyone started sacking all the pictures on there, was when the blenders you guys did lean on me this April. That was just incredible. And that's another one that seemed to go damn near viral. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody shared it. I think I shared it. And can you tell us about how you put that together? Who had the idea? Whose parts were whose? And how do you arranged it? Um, well, right in the, in the midst of the COVID crisis, uh, I had seen a couple videos out there where people were playing together sort of virtually. Um, in fact, I saw one on, on cable news that was, I think it was um, a bunch of country stars had done it and they were clipping, they were doing one song and they were clipping between different singers and, but it was all synced together. And I'm like, and it was sort of presented like it was live. And I was like, wait a minute, what's happening here? They can't do that live, you know, that with the internet and, <clears throat> you know, with uh, latency, they call it. Um, latency being the delay, you know, if you're on a cell phone, same kind of thing, the news. It's just not possible to keep people together. So they had to do it in, in in pieces, you know, like you do this and you do this and we'll put it all together in the end. So I was just really interested in that. And um, 
the writer, what's his name? Um, Bill Withers. Bill Withers d- uh, passed away. But I think that you do. That gummit, uh, who is he and what is he? And I had literally that morning got up and said, maybe we should do something like that, like lean on me or something. And then later in that day, I find find out that he died. Are you serious? Yeah, like, I'm like, no way. So then I knew it was just a sign. We got to do this. You know, so then I would say within a day, I had presented it to the group, the group, like the next day or actually that day. And then by day two, we were doing it or, you know, I put together a little guide track that was just a keyboard and it was rough. And I said, guys, just sing to this. I might even I I don't remember. I, I might even have sang all the parts just again. So they have a guide. And I said, here just sing your part to it in your phone with your ear with your headphones on or your earbuds and i'll just take the audio of just your voice no way yeah and then mix them all together so it was tricky but it it worked really well and then i had and of course my keyboard playing isn't great so then i said i had donnie lamarca who plays with the blenders in the live show i had him do a better keyboard uh, arrangement and he did a little roads thing on it and then we then my brother put the video pieces together with all of us singing and then made the video so that's not them lips that's not you guys lip syncing that's the actual them singing and recording it right but not at the same time it's them singing over your your track your reference right. track got, they had a and of course we're you know we're disclosing all the tricks of the trade but this is the, you know there was there was no way to do this live so we had to do this in pieces as are all the other ones yeah that you see out there but uh yeah this is our performance i mean i'm in a studio recording studio so i was able to do mine a little differently i had my i literally did it right here <laughs> and i put my i was sitting right here i put my cell phone and taped it to a mic stand right here and then, what did I do? I, oh, I have my earbuds in from just our live show earbuds, and was able to was able to play it back, I think from Pro Tools, and then just hit the video here, and I think I had a little uh, microphone out of the shot, so I didn't have to use the microphone on my my phone, which would have been fine. The other guys did. Uh, it was just the one sitting in the corner over there, and. So that was I was able to capture it a little better, and of course I have a studio. You can I can crank it up and get it hot, you know, and it's quiet in here, so it worked really well. So the other guys, so just like talking on the phone, they just sang it over there, and you still yeah. got that quality. I listened to it over headset; that sounded just amazing. Well, <clears throat> again, I mean, I'm I'm the mix guy, so I was able to tweak the living crap out of them, and <laughs> you know, they they come a little. They sound a little tinny, and there's a little bit of room, and so you gate out some of the room, and you really add what's missing and take away what's annoying and really bring it up in the mix, and, you know. And I I enjoyed how you left out. I like You kept it. It was very, like, serious and heartfelt and got rid of the call on me, brother, that whole up part i'm glad i kind of yeah. liked how you decided to leave that out and to stick with the basic melody what's your thought process behind that well we knew that 
you know, shareable videos typically are pretty short. We thought, you know, we need to keep this to, I don't know how many, how long it was. Maybe it was a minute, maybe, maybe a little more. I, I can't remember, but um, we knew that if we went into that section that it would really extend it longer than we, really it should be because people are going to get the point. You know, it's, it's this culture. We're just flipping, you know, I'm bored. So we made it super short and taking that section out was just to make it shorter. But I had that same comment from people. I'm glad, like my mom said that to me. She says, oh, I love that you didn't do that section because I think it, the sentiment gets lost for a moment, the heartfelt sentiment. Um, and it just, we stayed in that moment and then just ended it. And I think it worked really well. People appreciate it. It was weird. It really took off for us. And we even had a, a Japanese television company reach out to us and they wanted to air it on one of their news stations. Like, you know, people doing music together that can't get together because of COVID, you know, and unfortunately we sent it to them, but unfortunately we got bumped from like, you know, breaking news bumped the segment. So it never happened, but it was just neat to be considered, you know? Really incredible. I absolutely, will you guys ever like, like put that on iTunes or people can buy it and put it in their playlist or anything like that? You know, we, we did it as just a goodwill thing. You know, we didn't really want anything for it other than to just tell people to leave each other. And, you know, it was just that song. Yeah, I, I love that song because it's um, it just speaks about brotherhood and, and about your fellow man, you know. And it's it's a song that we still do today. And I thought in that moment, it, during COVID, people were so scared and they were so, I mean, the height of COVID when we were just hearing what was happening, we shut down flights from Europe. People were scared, didn't know what to think, and we were isolated. And you know, it was just lean on me. It was just the perfect thing. You know, I'll be there for you. You know. With summer school starting soon, means I'll be making tons and tons of trips back and forth from the cities to Wisconsin to teach and gig. Back in the day, I'd be sweating bullets, but nowadays I sleep like a baby, knowing I'll be hitting the road in my black Jeep Cherokee get from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. When 250,000 miles of my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take, I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff couldn't have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court, Northwest Pine City, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe summer season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. And it just hit a nerve for people. Absolutely. I'm one of the ones that hit a nerve on and just really enjoyed it. And thank you for doing that. It sure brought a, a lot of joy for the folks that, you know, going through that. I, I, it was just really good. Thank you very much. You're um, welcome. One I'm, of glad the, I'm glad to everybody. Yeah. Another song I want to ask you about, and we'll do, we can do another podcast another time with you guys about the history of the blenders and all that kind of stuff. I want to talk about uh, this, this podcast, you and your work with Lee Greenwood and, and these cool videos you've been doing. And another song I really, really have enjoyed the last couple of years that came out is a song, One Last Song, One More Time. And you wrote that, didn't you? Let's sing one last song. I did. Yep. Uh, can you tell me the story behind that song? Well, 
the if you know the blenders you know you would know that we're we have not been an original music uh, original song act for 20 years i mean we've been doing most of our career we've been doing cover music you know and it's particularly christmas covers there's a couple little originals that we've dropped here and there for over the last couple decades but for the most part we haven't written an original non-christmas song in like over 20 years and we just the blenders just had our 30th uh anniversary last year we know a guy he's a 60 minute man And we were about to do, you know, our, our annual Christmas holiday tour. And we thought, you know, I was talking to my wife one morning. We were having coffee. And I'm like, man, we need to do something special. It's, it seems like every year the blenders have a little bit less time to put together something special. We're all doing different careers. The blenders is really kind of a, a side thing for us. And so I thought, man, we got to come up with some music. And, and I have not been a pro prolific writer, meaning I don't do it. A lot. I, I co-write a little bit, but penning songs on my own is just not something I've done over the last you know few decades. But it sort of hit me that it was needed in this tour, in this 30th anniversary show. And I said, well, maybe we could write something that would really kind of be a like a really hit home kind of song. A hook just kind of came to me over coffee, you know, because the idea of one last song, one more time. Uh, kind of talks about how every year we ask ourselves, can, should we do this again next year? Are you guys up for doing it next year? Because it's always been sort of up in the air, you know, for 20 years. It's like, well, yeah, let's do it one more time. I think we could do that uh, one, well, you know, Tim and Tim from the Blenders has always joked that I don't know if I have, any, have much more left in me. I don't know, you know, it's because he's the one that's got to fly up here and make the travel arrangements and stay here for six weeks. You he's know? in Florida, right? He lives in Florida, so it's it's not convenient for him. But he does it, and he loves to do it. It's just sometimes he jokes that maybe this will be the last one. And we said, ah, I think we can do it one more time. Let's do one one last. So one last song, one more time, was sort of a, a joke on on that whole thing. And then the lyrics practically wrote themselves. I literally sat down at the piano, came up with this little piano riff and wrote the first verse in like 60 seconds <laughs> and sang it back. And I stood up and I had tears in my eyes kind of like, oh, my gosh. OK, you got something. Keep going, you know, which was a little, you know, a little kick that I needed because typically I would write something and leave it and then it would just get discarded you know and i would never touch it again so just the lazy songwriter in me that just couldn't finish but i literally sat down and by the end of the day by by dinner time i came up and had a demo and i played my wife she says you wrote this just now i said yeah i wrote this this afternoon and and uh you know being able to have a studio and program and to be able to play a little little bit it was pretty nice and so she was she was like oh my gosh this is great and luckily, the guys felt the way, that way, too. So we decided to record it and put it in the show. Who did the video? You guys have a cool music video that goes along with it. Um, let me think. Oh, well, we had a documentary that was uh, Forum Communications. We partnered up with them up in Fargo to put together sort of a, a history of the blenders for our 30th anniversary. And uh, Bill Marcel up there, um, uh, head of the Forum, you know, he was like, 
I'll back this. I want to do this. He's such a, you know, we, we have a partnership with uh, Forum Communications. They sponsor the show and they said, let's do a, you know, let's do a behind the music, you know, the blenders, because we just don't have one of those. So we did. He partnered with a, a, a company that, um, that, that produced it. And while we were putting that together and doing interviews of all these different people, we were at a studio and we decided let's microphone and then run it down a bunch of times. We have a piano here and everything. So um, we were able to shoot that music video while we were shooting this 30th anniversary documentary. And uh, it, it turned out great. You know, it was pretty uh, it just, cool. It was very little footage, but it came out pretty nice. Who is, would you say, the blenders or your influences? Like, what when you guys started this up 30 years ago, what bands were your key, like, your reference bands you wanted to sound like? Well, that's funny because, I mean, at, when I was young, rock was everything. I mean, it was the 80s. We were listening to me, you know, grew up in West Fargo, and we were listening to hair bands and Van Halen and, you know, Motley Crue and... All these like, you know, uh, kind of kind of metal bands of the era, you know, and what I do now is, is nothing like that, which I can only attribute to all the people and, and experiences that I've had over the years. But I want to tell you about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B Dale Club located on the corner of County Road B and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is the truth. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always out of this world. Finally had a much-needed B-Dale night out last Thursday. Was in desperate need of a Bubba Burger, and it did not disappoint. Rob, Natalie, Shell, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that being talked about on these podcast ads, the Waller's Wood Hill Cocktails, a son of lack hot cakes, karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. Specifically, the blenders... Um, happened sort of in college because, you know, we were all kind of singers and enjoyed harmony. And, and um, you know, we we saw groups like the Nylons. They were, I don't know if they were big on the coasts. Maybe they were. But in the Midwest, they kind of had a couple hits on the radio. You know, Kiss and Goodbye, they covered. And... It was kind of cool. They, they, I saw them at the zoo in, in Minnesota, and you know we were like, "That's that's pretty awesome." And there, there was other like more artsy groups like the Bobs that were doing sort of comedic type of acapella. And I, as a kid, was a big fan of like beautiful arrangements. There was a group called First Call. It was a Christmas, a couple of Christmas albums that this Christian group did. These amazing Christmas arrangements that really hit me and stuck with me probably since I was a teenager. But and then of course Take Six came along and blew everybody away. You know they made acapella cool, <laughs> cooler than everybody else had been doing. Of course Manhattan Transfer as well, and so we had seen these influences. Even Bobby McFerrin at the time was doing some amazing things on his own. You know overdubbing himself and making harmonies, and you know, he even had a hit with Don't Worry Be Happy. And 
Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. So all this stuff was kind of happening in the late 80s and early 90s. And we just kind of like grabbed on with both hands. And, you know, I had a, I had a group in college called Total Eclipse. And, and uh, you know, my brother was in it. Him and I were had two other guys. And so, you know, the Blenders and the and Total Eclipse were both Fargo groups that sort of disbanded and, and joined members and really established ourselves as, as kind of a professional group you know, back in the beginning of the, of the nineties. And it just kind of took off from there. Once we had people seeing us live, they said, this is, this is great. We want more. And it was kind of never looked back, never went back to college and decided this is what I'm doing. You know, that's great. Dreams come true. Um, yeah. so what does your upcoming shows look like for this season? Do you guys have any idea? Are they off? Are they on any idea? I wish I I wish I had a, a an answer for you. We really don't know. Um, right now in Minnesota, there's a lot of uncertainty on what they're going to do. We're getting a lot of mixed messages. Um, you would think that by December, that a lot of this would be straightened out and we would probably be back to normal somewhat. But it's it's just I don't know. And you know. Um, whether whether we'll be doing it, I, I think we'll be doing it. Um, there's every indication that we're going to do it. We still have our, our we booked the theaters. We're still preparing, um, but I don't know if they're going to reduce the amount that we can have in the theater. That's really going to, you know, put a, a, a interesting twist on it. You know, whether or not, um, I mean, if you're talking about half house, you know, it's like cutting your revenue in half. Well. You know, if the blenders have never been interested in doing shows for nothing, <laughs> understandably so, right? And that could probably, and our, our show is actually kind of expensive in the sense that we have a pretty big, pretty big production for a seasonal act, you know. Um, we've really kept the same talented people, you know, in our show, lighting and sound, and it's People that come see us are like, wow, this is a big show. And, and it's too bad that it only happens for like a short number of dates. But that being said, there's not much we can do. The show, it, it, it's a, it is what it is. So if we, you know, if we are looking at a half house, there could be a chance that we would say, let's just skip it. You know, you know, if we're talking about breaking even, you know. That's kind of what, what really we're talking about. It's like it's a difference between making making some money on this tour or breaking even and, and doing all that for nothing. So I I don't want to say either way, but um, we're planning at this point to do it. And um, we'll, we'll see when the time comes. Okay. How do people keep up with that? Do you have... Uh, um What's your guys' Facebook or website, stuff like that, so people can check up on you guys and the dates and everything else? Um, Theblenders.com is our website. Um, because we're a seasonal act, sometimes that website is not up to date as well as it should be. Same with the Facebook page, but you can go to the Blenders Facebook page. I believe it's just The Blenders. Um, you know, I think we have an Instagram, too. Us old-timers, you know, we don't check that stuff very much. <laughs> you know, it's so sad. We're just, uh, 
age it's just creeping up on us but you know we're on these these mediums we don't spend a ton of time on them but uh you can find us in all those places and uh you know i don't know if the dates are up there but um they might be i have to check well age or not darren you've done some awesome stuff this whole show has just been about stuff you've done in like the last year so that's pretty cool man Um, there's more good stuff coming all right sounds good well darren rust owner of skyland productions and vocalist for the blenders thank you so much for being in the mark steri music podcast i really appreciate it Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you enjoy the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, in iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging in iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time.
Let's sing one last song.